Hello, I'm Richard Perry, the author of Stratnav, The Law of Propulsion. And today I can take a few minutes from uh, chapter four from the book Stratnav called Another Way of Thinking. Because that's what the book's all about. It's all about how do you think, how do you become more strategic, be more effective, and then how do you execute and implement that. So let's dive into another way of thinking. Coaching is Buddhism. And in a world, in the world of the strategy Buddha, there are eight steps to nirvana. Now that's not just a famous rock band. So I'm going to demystify the world of strategic thinking. And it's only dull when you make it dull. Yep. You're right to think that it requires logic and checklists and project plans with detailed metrics and designs and all those things that you're comfortable with. But yep, like a pilot, you'll also be aware that yep, they experience a real joy when they're flying above the clouds, as well as going to a great destination in a very great vehicle, should we say. So you are the pilot of your vehicle of choice. And you're going to need every insight that you can find. And of course you'll need a flight plan and safety checks and fuel and crew and food and you get my drift. So let me explain why I talk about emotions. You may wish you may wish to understand their emotions, their meaning, how to understand them and how to create them, because your emotions are built. They're not built in. What that tells you is that you have a choice. Now, I believe that transformation is akin to Buddhism. So let's take a look at the core elements of Buddhism so you can see the relevance to reinventing yourself and creating and recreating your business. And just a word um, on this subject. If, you, if you're struggling with this touchy-feely stuff, as some people might call it, then now is a good time to dive in because the strategy Buddha, who's the guy that's going to take you through the Stratnav book, outlines the core principles of Buddhism and tells you how they relate to the Buddhism, sorry, how they relate to business, because coaching and Buddhism are essentially the same thing. Let's start with the four noble truths. Now, after enlightenment, Buddha stated these four noble truths. They're about changing your perception, which is your ability to see things as they really are, not your opinion, which may have been programmed into you when you were young that may be more of your perspective. So to become a strategy Buddha, you're going to need intellect and patience and be willing to embrace your true self. Once you've done that, then you'll be allowed into the storeroom to select your equipment for the journey. So what are the four noble truths? Number one, life is about suffering and a general feeling of dissatisfaction. I hear you moaning. Two, suffering comes from desire the desire to meet expectations. Three, if we remove our desire, we remove suffering. And four, the eightfold path. This is the route to reduce your suffering and to reach nirvana. And for you to be enlightened, as Buddha would say, you need to understand two things. The first one is those four noble truths. The second one is something called dependent origination. So what you think, affects what you do and how you're attached to something, i.e. how involved and how attached to your business are you. 
how much suffering is there going on so there's lots of parallels so Stratnav Law of Propulsion that was a short extract thank you very much So by now you'll know that Stratnav is all about moving fast without restriction, without friction. It's about how to be a time machine, how to be a time lord. Now, that might sound a bit strange and a bit woo-woo to some people, but actually the book is about neuroscience and physiology. It's about your brain and your body and how those two things talk to each other. And it's really taking a completely fresh look at the way we think so for me this book can be about spiritualism or it can be about strategic thinking in business to me it's the same and when we study the science of flow we know that <clears throat> that is um is about biology so today we're going to briefly um tap into the thinking side of things so everything is a result of something that happened before now if you've listened to my earlier podcast, you'll know that I say coaching is Buddhism. Now, I'm not trying to be some spiritual guru. Um, I'm just trying to help people think better so that they create better businesses and better lives for themselves. So I'm not into the. I'm not looking for a distinction between life coaching or business coaching or any other sort of form of <clears throat> support and help. For me, this is about how we think, how we take action, and what results we get. So let's look at uh, what Buddhists call dependent origination. Um, so in other words, nothing appears uh, spontaneously as it, as it comes from an earlier situation. For example, a loaf of fresh bread is a result of you know, flour, yeast, water, and other things to give you a really tasty experience. And, and really, this principle applies to, to everything, even you, because you exist because your parents created you. Most of us, therefore, began as a thought before we actually existed. So everything begins with a thought. Be careful what you're thinking. Make sure you're focused on what you're thinking. So the same principle applies to your business and the quality of the original thoughts will determine the end results. So you might want to link this to chaos theory if you're a bit scientific, which talks about the butterfly flapping its wings in London and creating a storm in China. Well, why not turn this principle to your advantage in the same way that you can use the um, placebo effect to your advantage when it comes to engaging your brain? And really the key message is that if you can follow the eightfold path to enlightenment, which we talked about in the coaching is Buddhism section, then, then you'll remove the suffering and attachment. And for most of you, that's a suffering and attachment to your previous life or to your business, which is not giving you the life that you want. Okay, so this is about thinking about your business and, and about yourself. Because you know, this attachment to the old way of thinking is not serving you well. And um, if, you, if you're attached to the job or the business, um, then really you've given yourself a job and, and we want to get you away from that. So <clears throat> when you realise that everything is linked to everything else, you start to notice the big picture, but also you start to notice the small picture or, or let's call it the quantum level. So sometimes the deeper you look at something, the, the more it gets. So uh, <clears throat> the idea of uh, Stratnav being a time machine is linked to this idea of the quantum computer, which cracks a code instantly, the press of a button. What if you could crack the code of your brain and do and achieve things instantly that that is the core element of this book so in the book Stratnav what you'll hear is narrated by the strategy Buddha he talks about the golden thread I want you to think of somebody sitting there weaving a beautiful Persian rug he has a vision of what the final rug looks like in his head but every 
one little thread every layer is in it every every few minutes he puts one little thread but he he knows that that one little thread is related to the pattern the style the shape the color everything of that beautiful persian rug which will finish up but he has he doesn't see the finished product but he knows that each little layer each little thread is linked to the end point so for you that is making sure that your daily schedule is <clears throat> focused on accurate work which is linked to your quarterly plan, your annual plans, your five-year, 10-year vision, etc. So that's the golden thread. It's a feeling that what you're doing today is really relevant and accurate and, and you're doing the right thing and you're doing things right, as Peter Drucker would say. So that golden thread is what you want to achieve. That's how you achieve things more quickly. Um, so really make sure that thread is the core that links your daily habits with your long-term vision. Today in Stratnav, we're going to be talking about it's the soft stuff that's the hardest. And this is one for all of you that talk about soft issues or fluff or stuff that's woo-woo. Um, to be honest, it's the most important stuff and it's really about biology. So actually dismissing it is kind of saying that I don't really understand things and I'm, I'm looking for some other solution, other answer. And quite frankly, looking at the statistics... A lot of these things just don't work. So actually, I wouldn't call it woo or fluff or, or anything. I would call it biology and neuroscience and physiology and, and the study of flow, which is what this book is all about. And we need to change the language because it's causing people problems. Somehow, most people seem to think that you know this law of attraction is going to just magically bring things to them. And uh, quite frankly, it's totally ridiculous. So Let's get down to business, right? So Stratnav is tool agnostic. Now, what that means is it's not <clears throat> recommending you know, this strategic planning tool or this bit of software. Or you know, there's, there's different ways of doing it. But before you before you decide which tool to take from the box, you need to get your thinking right. So you don't need to shave your head. Living a temple um, to be a strategy Buddha. Um, so let's focus in on some of the practical aspects of the Stratnav. We've talked about creating a compelling future. So here's a little story. So don't even think about it, said the strategy Buddha when he met the managing director of the company. He was pulling his hair out and scratching his head and thinking, <clears throat> you know, what can I do to improve my, my business here? And the company had been in business for seven years, uh, which is quite amazing in itself because, you know, only 4% of companies get to 10 years. And it was about to uh, bring in the consultant, should we say, who uh, they thought was about to show them the way to the future and success. Now, Strategy Buddha knew that the MD and the consultant were really already programmed to follow a path that was, was really wrong for the company. And in fact, it's probably wrong for most companies. In fact, the reason they'd lost their way is that they didn't have a guide or a navigation system uh, and were applying outdated thinking to the formation of strategy. So really, they were about to repeat the mistake of millions of companies because they were on autopilot. <coughs> now, Strategy Buddha... He knows the true meaning of the phrase, you know, put your mind to it. Well, what does that actually mean? Which mind will you actually use and which mind will you put to it? So going back to business, we know that research from the Brightline Initiative, which is the Economist Intelligence Unit, um, they found that 90% of companies fail to implement all of their strategic objectives. Yes, 90%. We also know that from the Association of Insolvency Practitioners that business failures, only 1% is down to pure bad luck. The rest is 
bad decisions or bad reactions to things that happen. So really, you know, we've got to look at the numbers and we know that 80% of companies fail within five years. So that figure of 90% means that you have a one in 10 chance of achieving all your objectives using the so-called tried and tested tools. Now, the reality is they are tried and tested and they are tried and tested to not work. So this is why Strategy Buddha is on a mission to transform the consulting industry, the coaching industry. It's why major consulting companies are moving towards the planning and execution stages because they know that just coming up with a fancy slide deck and writing a plan is not enough. It's translating, creating strategic ideas that are more likely to get implemented. It's all in the execution, but the execution <coughs> execution of the right things, okay? So being very strategic with your daily actions. So this doesn't mean they're playing safe. It means that they're learning how to plan and implement great ideas. And as Henry Mintzberg once said, the godfather of strategic thinking, that he said that strategic planning is an oxymoron. It's really something you do. It's clear that we know the results even before we've started as companies are following the well-trodden path to failure. And I think this is why the failure rate of business is so high. So it's time for a new approach and time for change. It's one where you accept that change is perpetual. It requires better strategic thinking skills and more engagement so that the destinations are reached more often and more effectively. And when you think you are doing the right thing, it's hard to step back and think about how you're thinking. You've got to think about how you're thinking, which sounds a bit strange. But in fact, some of you are getting agitated right now because you want to get on with it. You want to get on with stuff. You don't want to think about thinking. You think it's all fluff and woo, but big mistake. So is that you? There's a scientific basis for this concept, uh, and it's, you'll find it in the incredible work of the Flow Genome Project with uh, Jamie Wheel and, and Stephen Kotler. Um, it tells us that the state of flow, which is one of the highest states of performance that you can have, is involves the brain doing less and not more. It's completely contrary to what's, what we've been thinking. The science has backed this up. It switches off the usual functions that might slow you down and your brain and literally gets on with the things without friction. Let's talk about the law of propulsion. Give you a bit of background. And the words words to think about are state of perpetual coherence. Now, brain scientists will talk about coherence. And um, let's have a look at uh, some words from John Assaraf, who is a, is a great uh, chief executive, founder of Neuro uh, NeuroGym. And you probably recognize him from the film, uh, The Secret. Um, he'll tell you that you know, the word attraction has the last six letters of the word action. So, um, yeah, perpetual coherence is uh, it's a great place to be. So this is what John says in his book, Inner, Inner Size. So your brain works like an orchestra, and it's one that plays well enough together so that when you follow the habits and think and act in alignment with your beliefs and patterns and emotions, you can play some great music. We call this coherence. And for the brain, coherence represents the ideal state of safety and efficiency. When your brain is in coherence, it thinks all is well. There's music and the gorilla or the chimp is happy. So that, that's from Inner Size of the book. <clears throat> Look, and if you try to change that script, that's playing, you try to change the music and you, you're the, you're the uh, conductor. If you try to change the script that's driving your behavior, you're going to create a state of dissonance. And as John Astroff says, the brain detects that you're trying to do this and so it acts to protect and uh, save energy. After all, there's you know, a lot of 
there is a switching cost in terms of energy and your brain is there to keep you safe and save energy. So, so coherence is a term used in cardiology, by the way. So if you look at the work of Dr. Alan Watkins and his book, Coherence, um, cardiologist turned uh, business guru, he'll tell you that um, it's a healthy amount of stable, predictable variability. And for the geeks amongst you, check out your heart rate variability. And he talks about the uh, pattern of energetic variability to deliver optimal performance. Uh, physiological coherence is facilitated by cardiac coherence, and therefore this makes um, psychological coherence possible. <clears throat> In essence, the, the many organs of your body synchronize with your heart as the lead organ. And, and you've heard this uh, in terms of you know, uh, pendulum clocks uh, synchronizing with the swing and also uh, women's menstruation cycles synchronizing as well. So <clears throat> let's have a look. Strategy Buddha is uh, on a quest, as you know, to bring your mind to a place of perpetual coherence. Imagine, imagine this. It's a place where there is no dissonance, there is no resistance, or if there is, this dissonance is short-lived, you know how to handle it. it. In the state of flow, we call that struggle. We get through the struggle, we get release, and then we dive into the flow, and then we're into recovery. So think of things as a cycle, not as a bad day or a problem, okay? So you're able to move rapidly to a new destination. There would be no fear, no doubt, no need for motivation, no need for willpower. Well, in terms of motivation and willpower, no need for permanent use of it. They're just things to get things moving, okay? And actually the end of imposter syndrome and procrastination. And I think it's possible to have the duality of coherence of your mind and coherence of your body. So, you, so that you have a coherent mind, a coherent body, and then you can get coherence between those two things, okay? And that is the basis of the, the, the strat-nav and the, the time machine. Now, if these two systems, i.e. your brain and your body, are synchronized, then <clears throat> that's going to provide you with an ultra-high performance state. Now, this, this sounds extreme, but in reality, once you know how things work, then you can train them so that it appears as if things happen seamlessly. This relates to the work of uh, Lisa Feldman Barrett, who talks about uh, emotions are built, they're not built in. So, so in effect, we're not triggered. We're actually building and predicting things as we go. But because it happens so quickly, um, we think it's triggered. So Strategy Buddha suggests that you explore this idea of neuroplasticity. In fact, the word plasticity is probably wrong because it should be more about a live wire system that constantly changes rather than shapes itself into a fixed plastic form. This is key, what I've just said, is key to the law of propulsion. So <clears throat> moving through a cycle, adapting to change rapidly, synchronization, coherence, movement, flow, um, no procrastination, no friction, nothing. Just moving fast, moving forwards, <clears throat> and getting things done. And it's an ability to achieve goals rapidly. And I think you're going to embark on a journey of physical and mental fitness where the two work together to create exceptional levels of performance. And for the movie buffs above, amongst you, perpetual coherence is probably what the actor Bradley Cooper experienced in the movie Limitless. Let's dive a little deeper into the uh, law of propulsion and, and the basis of it. And really, I'm going to start talking about what some people might call spiritual what others will call biology and to me it's the same thing so it's, it's not a competition here we're actually talking about the same thing so look if you are aligned with your true identity then you you've already defined who you are and you move directly towards that person towards being that person now once you've learned 
how the strat nav works, you can then act with intention, you know, intent and focus and purpose and grit and all those things. For this to happen, there's a part of your brain, which is called the RAS, the reticular activating system, which is key to the, um, the strat nav itself. Now, this needs to ensure alignment between your conscious and your subconscious. It's the thing that tells you what to focus on. And ironically, we don't know it's there. So by not focusing on the thing that tells us what to focus on, we're missing a trick here. So you need to go into the science, but we'll cover that gently here, not, not too much depth here. So it's the alignment between your conscious and your subconscious. It acts as a filter, tells you what to pay attention to. It's that thing, you know, pregnant women notice other pregnant women. You buy a Mercedes, you start noticing other other Mercedes. So it's about telling your brain what to notice and what to focus on. So you can do that with your business goals as well. And um, in this situation, you're moving, you're moving in a state of flow, you're moving towards things, you've got clarity and focus, and, and having clear goals is an essential trigger for flow. You, you don't need uh, to worry about procrastination, you don't need to worry about imposter syndrome. These are all things that have been fed to you by, <clears throat> by a school of thought, which quite frankly, you know, is, is not required anymore. So yeah, you want to get released and feel free, then, then do it. So for me, it's about the intelligent use of emotion as opposed to emotional intelligence. Now, I'm not saying emotional intelligence is not useful. I'm just saying, let's flip it around. Think about the intelligent use of your emotions and where they come from and how you build them and how you use them. So what I'm saying is that you are in control. You have the destination, you have the guidance system. It's a mix of logic and spirituality, and it really makes you more human. It's really that simple. Now, to explore uh, this field in greater depth, I, you know, the Strategy Buddha recommends that you read the work of, of Stephen Kotler, Jamie Wheel, those are books, uh, The Rise of Superman, uh, The Art of Impossible, or Recapture the Rapture. And that, this is found in the Flow Genome Project and uh, Flow uh, Research Collective. So, so check out that work there. And also, latest research in brain science looks at how emotions are made and how they're built. So that Lisa, Dr. Lisa Feldman Barrett, she explains that emotions are built, they're not built in. In her, in her research, she doesn't refer to emotions being the result of a trigger. She describes it as a prediction. And it happens so rapidly, it appears as if it's triggered. So imagine instead of a trigger response, you determine the nature of that built response. So, so you set the code <coughs> which determines how you will build your emotions. Now that doesn't mean you can become a robot. It means you're going to become a much, highly, much more highly functioning human being. If you think being an agile thinker is cool, then you're going to love the Stratnav because Stratnav takes you beyond merely being agile. Because for me, being agile is, is really quite reactive. And Stratnav takes you beyond the reactive and the somewhat passive nature of the term agility and the concept of attraction. That somehow things will magically manifest themselves just by thinking about them and you will attract them by aligning the laws of the universe. I mean, that, that's all good stuff, but actually you've got to do some work <clears throat> to make it happen. You've got to do the right work and you've got to do accurate work and you've got to keep doing it. So I mentioned the founder of Neurogym, John Asaraf, earlier. And as he would say to you, you must always take action. In fact, the last six letters of the word say it all. If you type the word in attraction, the word action is at the end. So as we start to explore the quantum mind, um, think about the quantum computer, which can crack an encryption code instantly. Then the quantum mind can create the right thinking and get things right. What if, what if you were able to create the quantum mind or the quantum team or the quantum company or the quantum 
marketing. There's no more fail fast as we're fed. There's no more um, you know, hearing from fail fast than all these gurus. It's in a future of rapid accelerating and perpetual change, we must learn fast, okay? Because who wants to come to my skydiving school and uh, you don't want to fail fast in my skydiving school, do you? You, you want to learn fast. So before we delve into the quantum company, uh, that's going to be the subject of, of another book. Uh, I'm going to take uh, a bit more time to tell you about the role of Stratnav. Really, it's a re-evolution in what it truly means to be strategic. For too long, it's been seen as the holy grail of business, with vast sums of money being paid to external forces to bring in quick fixes and instant answers. Quite frankly, we know that 90% of those fail. The reality being that these things are massively complicated change programs that are great on process and weak on content and on meaning and on purpose. They are not translated into anything. They're not specified properly. They're not integrated, as we say, in the world of power by change into the business, into the people. And literally, it's not getting into the hearts and minds. It's just kind of some boring corporate program. So these things give you the impression of progress and certainty, whereas in reality, they're myths, delusions, and rabbit holes. And this is why 90% of companies fail to achieve all their strategic objectives. 